Hello, James here. Welcome to the James Cast, and this is really a fun conversation. John Ellis, he's a partner at World Wheel Company. Have you ever had an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with somebody who is in the amusements creation career? I know. Someone who designs water parks, works on the management of those water parks, works on creating the feel that you get when you walk into the water park or the amusement park or, or, or. That's John Ellis, coolest guy you'll ever meet. He actually spoke a few years back, and I mean a few years back, at Creative Mornings right here in Dubai. Wonderful conversation we had then. This is that conversation we're picking up where we left off and we're talking about what John's doing and where he's going and you're going to love it. I'm, we're, let's just jump right in. Here we go. This is John Ellis. Three years ago, you were in Iraq. Mm-hmm. I live here now. Nice. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. The, the reason why <laughs> it's, okay. I, it's more, it's ex- okay. well, it's more <laughs> expensive, but the, what I found is that um, I was traveling almost every day, which yeah. obviously you don't do now as much but uh, I thought myself this is crazy yeah. so I'm spending four hours of my life yeah. just sitting in, in the car and of course you know it's they run over you if you're in the way you know yeah well and, and this is this is what I heard from I've heard this from a lot of people yeah. who were out Rockway yeah. and, and I've known well Glenn was out there for a little yeah. bit yeah Andrew Thomas was out there for a little bit yeah. yeah and I know I know folks who are still there Phil Phil Blizzard still oh, there really Phil Estate Wow. But I... Amazing. <laughs> you know, uh, you, the other thing I found is that I would watch, when I didn't have to come into town, I would watch my um, neighbours, you know, who lived in the same building, and they'd got kids and all the rest of it. And you'd see them getting up at five o'clock in the morning and leaving, you know, and then I would sort of wander out for a walk in the evening, and you'd see them coming home yeah. at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself... They've not even got time to be with their families. They must be exhausted, you know. So I thought, nah, you know, this is uh, no good. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't be dealing with this any longer. So I, I think one of the one of the challenges then becomes just as you said, commuting time, mm-hmm. quality of life time. Mm-hmm. I think that all becomes becomes yeah. interesting as well. And, yeah. and how you balance it out? Yeah, especially with some of these people working, uh, you know, six days a week. So yeah. they had a Friday and they were exhausted, and yeah. then they've got to take the family <laughs> out. You know, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I just want to talk theme parks. I want to talk uh, radio. I want to talk your loves of all of okay. these things, and just kind of catch up. I think mm-hmm. it's it's been a a, a, a year or so. Yeah, well, I, I remember turning up for that uh, morning. Ten, creative mornings. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. Um, That's it, 2017. 2017. I hadn't got one prompt card. I didn't bring a, <laughs> pe- uh, a, a PowerPoint for the screen. I just sat there and rattled on and on was, and on and on. Awesome. Serendipity yeah. was the theme, and it yeah. was it was excellent. I mean, <clears throat> to this day, I just I keep remembering when you were talking about just what goes into creating an environment. Oh yeah, of and, course. And it's yeah. not just hey, I'm going to install the the hardware. Mm-hmm. It's the soft skills people. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a guest experience, and of yeah. course, uh, most important thing is that kid and um, kids are king and queen. Yeah, uh, in in our type of industry, because they're the ones that drive to go. You know, not dr- literally drive, but they drive their parents yeah. to go to. Uh, 
attractions uh, because either their friends have been there or they like the environment. Right, yeah. So mom and dad end up being the bank. You know, dad, <laughs> dad, end, dad ends up being the bank. Well, I, I, let's... Well, one of the things that I like to do is I got a little bit of an intro, so why don't we start off and, and mm. let this let this thing go and see how it, see yeah. how it plays out. <clears throat> okay, here we go. All right, here we go. It is catching up time right here, right now with me, James Pikeway. I've got John Ellis joining me. We first met May 18th, 2017, Media City. John joined me for Creative Mornings talking on the theme of serendipity. I learned all sorts of things about theme parks. I learned all sorts of things about just what it takes to excite people's imaginations. And here we are, 2021, mm-hmm. March, John's back. Yeah. <laughs> and we're catching up. Yeah, we're catching well, up. Long overdue. And in fact, we, you reached out and said, hey, you're doing some podcasting. You got a whole bunch, you got a good crew. Mm-hmm. I've got another adventure that I'm, I'm working on with my, my ongoing adventures. Yeah. Let's have a chat. And well, then all I started thinking about was, what's going on in the world of theme parks? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, well, as, as you well, we, Welcome. Thank you. It's very nice to, to be back. Uh, I love the breakfast uh, uh, session. It was uh, really interesting uh, oh, to sit and, 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 and actually see so many people uh, engaging, you know, yeah. they were they were really interested and going, "Who's yeah. this crazy guy?" <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, we're we are, we're up to number sixty-two. That's amazing. This month, and we we've had to move online because of COVID. Yeah, well, we we are desperately looking to go back mm. in into mm. the flesh. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's it, you know, it really. As you said, that's that is the one word that I, I constantly think of with Creative Mornings. And if you haven't been to any of my Creative Mornings events, creativemornings.com is where you can go find yeah. out about it. Google Creative Mornings one word and Dubai, mm-hmm. and you can you can go watch John's talk. You should you should uh, you should definitely um, um, check it out because it was really good. I loved it actually, yeah. and um, everyone was was you know they were engaged and they wanted to ask questions and they listened, uh, and um, yeah, it was a, a really enjoyable morning. Yeah. I, I would definitely recommend it and you know there may be somebody out there going you know i could do that i, I could uh, sit and entertain people for half an hour or so i think we ran over time i, I think, think we did we did john i need you to adjust your microphone that's not that one the one that's on your lapel now it's oh. under your shirt for some oh, reason so yeah i'm gonna get you to adjust it yeah. just play with it yeah. you know, you'll figure that out how yeah. about that is yeah, that better? that's better yeah there you go there we go so it's 2017 mm-hmm. 2021 that's a big gap yeah COVID-19 has set in. First thing I said when you came in the door was, how's business? And you said, actually, things continue to roll on. Yeah, um, it's, it, it's uh, you know, nothing is uh, as it used to be. Yeah. I think what's uh, important is that, um, you know, we have to keep going, you know, yeah. we can't give up. Uh, and because there's been a lot of people around the world a lot worse off than we are. Mm. And here, I believe, is, um, is far superior than a lot of countries. They've done it well. We, yeah. we we did the mask and the the you know all that type of stuff a long long time yeah, ago. Masking, distancing. My yeah. wife and I were talking about yeah. this last night. Yeah. We were going. Do you remember a year ago we had to get a permit to leave the house? Correct. Yeah. And, and we kind of went, wow, they're right. That yeah. was that's and, right. And then we look at the numbers going down. And someone did say to me, said uh, James, you know, we're we're now what two, th- uh, yeah, about 2,082, I think mm-hmm. was the number, somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm dating ourselves a little bit. We are recording this on, on what, the, the 18th? 
sorry, the 16th, <laughs> 16th of March. Yeah. So just if you're, if you're going, oh, what's the reference point? Yeah. But it was interesting because mm-hmm. a lot of countries are giving numbers and their numbers are going down. And someone said to me, well, you know, the numbers are still fairly, you know, a, a fairly high number. We're still a, you know, over 2000. I said, yeah, but how many tests did we do? Mm. We, we did 240,000 tests yesterday yeah. to get to a number of 2000. So if we cut that down to 50,000 tests, yeah. Yeah. we'd probably be under, under a thousand by a, a, a long shot. So mm-hmm. I think, as you said, a lot of things have been done. A lot of things have been put in place that, that make the environment work. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I was talking to my colleague, uh, you know, um, we obviously we catch up every, every almost every day, but I'm saying, listen, I prefer to be here than I would be in a lot of other countries around the world. And I'm not talking about third world. Yeah. I'm talking about European countries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even the UK when when it, when it was really difficult there. So um, uh, I, I'm you know very very pleased to be here. Uh, this is my home, of course, <laughs> yeah. like like yours. Yeah, you know? for sure. So yeah, but but life has gone um, you know upside down, inside out this last uh, this last year and a bit. And actually, it it happened for me uh, before COVID. Oh, because uh, one of my offices is in Hong Kong. Oh, so we've got political issues going on yeah. in, with China and Hong Kong. Yeah, of course. So in um, you know in June, prior to even COVID ever you know uh, um, crossing anyone's lips. Um, we were dealing with uh, daily riots in Hong Kong, and I love Hong Kong. Uh, and we ended up having to stop the office because wow. uh, because all our staff were from mainland, and okay. they would either come for the week and stay, oh. or they would travel, you know, on the you know by Shenzhen yeah. or whatever. Uh, so we were affected a lot earlier than COVID. In fact, our office in Guangzhou um, in December. Um, the CEO said to me, we'd all like to go and work from home. So I said, why, why? Oh, uh, there's something going off in Wuhan. And so you uh, already had, you already had sort of the, the, the early warning, the, Mm -hmm. the, the canary in the mine shaft was starting to respond. Yeah. The the rumor was already out in in China. So before it hit the, even the news here or anywhere else on BBC or CNN or anything. And so we already knew about this uh, in, in a way, but I never realized what, um, you know, a mess it would be, you know. Yeah. Uh, was it on your mind as this was starting to unfold and, you know, you've got your teams in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. They're, they're working in the amusements business, the yep. entertainment business, yeah, yeah. working. I mean, there are big parks going up in China. This is the other thing. Like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and small ones, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, China's just rebound yeah. back with uh, some of the best uh, trading record they've had yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah. You know, uh, while everyone else is struggling. Uh, but my, my, my guys, they're all, they're all ladies, actually. They're a far superior team of ladies than men men want to go out and play pool at six o'clock okay ladies will stick it out until wow. you know the job's done that's that, i mean that's a story in itself that uh, you've got yeah. to, uh, exactly wow. they're all brilliant and um they all wanted to go home and of course they're all over china you know that's another interesting thing i mean i yeah when i think of of hong kong mm-hmm and I think of the trade trade force coming in, the mm-hmm. workforce coming mm-hmm. in from mainland, the fact that China's huge and you're going to have a workforce who's dispersed. Yeah. Well, of course, the reason why we, we pulled them uh, in from Guangzhou originally to Hong Kong is because we set up a new company mm. uh, and they already knew the routine and, you know, trustworthy. And the CEO yeah. was... 
in uh, China ran the Hong Kong base as well. And so it was better. So we didn't have to train new people as such because they just came across. But it was a registered Hong Kong company. So we had to have the presence there. Did they like, did the employees like coming in from China to Hong Kong? Yeah, uh, because they love the food. (laughs) (laughs) That, that's the place, you know, I mean, Hong Kong. Silly question, really. Yeah, Hong Kong loves, uh, you know, Hong Kong is famous for, you know, great cuisine. Uh, and it's it's a pretty good nightlife as well, as okay. a, you know, and uh, it's not a bad place to live, although it is a built-up place. You know, yeah, I always think just congestion. Yeah. It's, it's just people yeah. on people. Yeah, but they used to, if you're living in, uh, you know, uh, a city like Shanghai or Guangzhou with 20-odd million, then, you know, it's they're, they're used to it okay. on a daily basis. So, And what's interesting when you go to Asia, and in particular China and Hong Kong, People would walk around wearing masks anyway. Well, this is one of the things that, you know, when we talk pre-COVID days and we're sort of walking through, it's interesting because we're talking about how COVID's Mm -hmm. affected your industry and you're you're giving us a a little snapshot Mm -hmm. of, you know, the the canary in the mine shaft and, and the word coming out. But when I think Asia... I always think people wearing masks because of the pollution, because of so many things. And now I'm thinking, you know, our, our brothers and sisters in Asia, they, they had it correct because this is a really wonderful way to help stop spread of all sorts of stuff. But the other thing that when I think Asia, I don't just think masks. No, I think handwashing and how many, how many, food halls have you gone to how many places have you gone to even on the street there's always somewhere to wash your hands yeah i mean the, the, it, that's the first thing you do you arrive yeah. in a food hall you know and and there's there's a sink there or yeah. m- many of them and you're yeah. washing your hands and all the rest of it yeah. so so it was it's just normal for them you know wearing a mask uh, and and then when you go to somewhere like beijing <laughs> where you don't see oh oh there's the blue sky you know uh, which is a very rare uh, everyone's walking around wearing a mask. Yeah. So, so all the Europeans, because generally that, and the, and the Americans who were reluctant, oh, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. Actually, they made a big mistake, really. Mm-hmm. And of course, we didn't do that here. We we wore masks, and yeah. well, we're still wearing them. We're now, still so. wearing them now. You know, yeah, we've we've taken them off yeah. in the room here, but yeah, but we're at two point. Are we? Are we <laughs> almost, I think we're almost two. <laughs> <laughs> but check, I, yeah. it's it's weird. If I'd leave the house now. Mm-hmm. If I'm out somewhere and someone doesn't have a mask on, I'm looking at him. I was like, uh, excuse me. Yeah, I, I literally do. It's come to the point where I do say, excuse me, you're not wearing a mask. Yeah, exactly. And you know what I've noticed as well, that people started to take them off when they're driving. Yeah, I leave mine. You know, I, I, I'd never take my, when the day I walk at all, the moment I walk out of my door, it's on. Yeah. You know, I even put it on when I walk down the hallway to the trash chute. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it's I meet, weird. I meet someone at the door. I had a washing machine. I had to be repaired yesterday. They brought it back. I yeah. put my mask on. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's 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 not for me. It's for them. I, it's in for case them. I, in case I'm shedding. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've I'm doing all the things, but you don't know if you're shedding any virus mm-hmm. and you're asymptomatic unless you're getting tested. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, it's um, you know a lot of people. It doesn't affect maybe mm-hmm. as much as unfortunate people who have been in hospital. So Uh, anyway, I think uh, hopefully this year, we thought that, thank goodness 2020 is gone. Yeah. You know, now I'm thinking, thank, I I hope that 2021 goes soon. So when we we were looking at different parts of the world, you know, Mm -hmm. we've got the, Mm -hmm. we've got Europe, we've got the UK, we've got the Americas, we've then got Asia, which is a huge open space for the development of, of entertainment Mm -hmm. facilities. Mm -hmm. What, I mean, you've been in this, this game for over 30 years Mm -hmm. 
and you've worked all over the world. Shh, keep that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be 21 again. No, no, no. Um, what, what's 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 up on the horizon? What are you seeing what, compared to where we were and where? I mean, you've seen the whole timeline of thought development. Mm -hmm. what, what are you seeing? You know. Um, um, Entertainment will never stop. Um, it, it's changed in a lot way this this last uh, year because of COVID uh, in particular. But it was moving a little bit away from the you know the 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 day to day going by popcorn and ride a roller coaster yeah. to things like esports, right. which is becoming a massive industry. Um, but but that's quite antisocial, I believe, in in the yeah. way that like you and I are interacting, yeah. or you know, if your kids are in a an amusement park and you e speak sports to VR, e yeah. sports and VR things where you, as soon as you put yeah. on a headset and you're, you're interacting on a screen, yeah. you may, and I know someone's going to argue with us and they're going to say, well, whoa, 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 hold on. Whoa, yeah. you, you know, you got five people wearing the VR screen, VR headsets, or they're in an esports situation. They're interacting on the screen, exactly. but it's not the same as no. feet on ground, walking no. around, seeing people. And no, it's not the same as, you know, when I was young, when I would go out and play on my bike, yeah. you know, in the street <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Um, uh, those sort of um, things just don't happen as much now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with regard to the business, it, it really took a hit and it's still really struggling. Did it just, did everything just pause? Is that mm. what really happened? And, and people who, because I mean, two things come to my mind. First thing is, okay, we don't, we, we have people being more cautious. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if we were building something, those people might might have said, okay, we got to pause to rethink this a little bit. And if people, the other side though, where I, where my mind would say, Hey, business must be booming is in parks and places where people have now got to rethink things a little bit. It's not just a rethinking of lines. It's a rethinking of the experience. Yeah. Um, and so it, does that, is that not a, well, you, yeah, it's the problem is, is a lot of these, uh, existing, um, you know, inside and outside, uh, um, attractions were designed prior to COVID. Right. So they're, they're so designed the, so, on super numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Come in. Come in, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, so, so the, 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 the general operational issues were, were, were difficult or became difficult. And then of course, you know, because of, uh, you know, we should be all part of a community, yeah. you know, things like that were closed down because, it, you know, because of the risk. Right. Um, so it hit a lot of the operators quite badly. Mm. Uh, and some haven't recovered and some have just, you know, disappeared. Well, some of these parks and some of these, I mean, I call them parks, you call them attractions. Yeah. We'll so, we'll, but it's, it's but, whatever. But <clears throat> will some of these just close down? Like I, you, you see them every now and then on Pinterest, some pictures of some glorious attractions yeah. that just didn't make it and they just lock the doors and now they're in decay. Yeah, exactly. Well, th this will happen, but what, what possibly will happen is the best pickings will be, you know, bought over by someone okay. <clears throat> who will, excuse me, who will, um, you know, um, reinvigorate them and uh, hopefully they'll, mm. they'll come back. And the ones that were poor and weak anyway, yeah. they'll just, you know, fade away. Mm. Um, so, so generally what happened is that, um, you know, the operators took a big hit. Um, some of the operators who own other things, um, you know, diverse uh, things, uh, survived and, and of course others didn't or, right. or won't do. 
Um, so it, it, it was, it's been a trying time. Do you find them knocking on your door asking, Hey, what, what do you think we need to do? Or, I mean, the, the challenge is knocking on your door has a cost because your expertise mm-hmm. is in a charity. Well, uh, this is the problem. Of course, uh, you know, it, uh, there are a number of things over my, my lifespan. There were always a number of things that, that people reacted to in, in a situation. So for example, one of the worst things you can do uh, when you're trying to keep your business going is cut your marketing budget. Right. Whichever, that's the first thing that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you, you, you know, so, you know, and, and people learn the hard way that way going, oh, no, the marketing team, they can go, you know, and we yeah. can stop giving out the two for one tickets or whatever it may be. And we're not going to advertise anymore in the newspaper. And of course, this is the wrong way to go about it. And of course, the first lots of people that get cut as well is the, uh, you know, the fat consultants. Yeah, <laughs> You know, we don't need those guys to tell us that we're in a trouble, you know, anymore. So, but what was interesting yesterday uh, keeping on the same subject, is that um, I had a phone call yesterday from Oman. And in 2013, um, we did a, a, a study for the country of Oman, okay. a feasibility study for... 2013, that's a while back. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, various locations around Oman, because it's a stunning country. Yeah. Lots of heritage and lots of, uh, of cultural uh, uh, locations to visit. And we did a study... Um, for the government. Uh, <clears throat> and, um, you know, they didn't really pick up on all the recommendations because there was a lot of infrastructure in some of these mountain areas that right. were very difficult. And yesterday, the, the, the guy that I dealt with in, in Oman, who's a lovely fella, called me and goes, oh, John, you have to save my life. I went, what? <laughs> nice to hear from you, Khalid. Um, he said, uh, remember the report you did in 2013? I said, yeah, we've lost it on the server. And the minister's coming tomorrow morning, and he wants to look at all the options that you proposed in 2013. Do you have a copy? And I said, of course. <laughs> So I said, it's yours anyway, you paid for it. So, uh, so, I, it, so th- that means that the people are starting to wake up yeah. and they're looking at how they're going to bring things back. I like the and idea from that story Yeah, that here you've got an organization, you've got a government, you've got departments mm-hmm. that have already done this work years ago. And instead of saying, we need, to, we need to bring in another set of consultants, they're actually saying, we've already done this. Well, we paid for those guys. We, yeah, we paid for it once. <laughs> okay, it, yeah. it, it's now 2021. This was, it was, was 2013. Yeah. But there are still nuggets here to start with. Right. And the research was done. Exactly. Wow, I mean, this, uh, what, that, yeah. So I, I'm, nice. I'm, I was happy, obviously, to supply <laughs> because they paid for it anyway. Yeah. But, um, and I just said, you know, or if you decide to do something, I'm still here. You know, oh, you're still yeah. in there. Yeah, I'm still here. So, yeah. so who knows? So that that is an indicator that possibly people are now realizing mm. they've got to pick up and dust off and get stuck back in. And and the other thing that we we personally, as a company, have uh, have experienced is that um, we have a, a a major project in the UK to do. Uh, under our wheel company, our world wheel company, which is the Hong right. Kong office. Uh, and we're developing about $150 million uh, 
um, development in uh, the north uh, east of UK. Nice. That's a um, lot of money. It's a giant wheel, bigger than the London Eye. Really? And a riverfront type, uh, oh. you know, operation with, yeah. you know, the uh, uh, food and beverage and, you know, kids, uh, kids warehouse and, you know, all that yeah. type of stuff. And we said, you know what? If we'd have started as COVID kicked in, it wouldn't have been a financial problem to us. But we've learned a lot since COVID has happened, you know, and, and now we've got, we're looking again at how the, the buildings are designed, mm. you know, to, to take into consideration lots of things. And even get to the stage now where we're looking at how our air conditioning and heating, because of course it's cold right. in the UK as well, um, how, that, how we can purify the air and how okay. the guest experience is better, mm. and how we lay out the, you know, the, the bathrooms. Sure. And silly things, uh, which you would probably, <laughs> n- well, I say silly things, yeah. the things that you would probably just do as a, a sta- well, this is our standard theme yeah. park or amusement park uh, well, I would, I would think washroom is. Now in, we're going to change it, you know. In 30 plus years of doing this, there there is a, a pretty standard way that attractions yeah. are set up. Yeah. COVID comes in, and by all accounts, this is, there, there will be more of these events in the future. And, and so hygiene mm-hmm. and spacing and sanitation are all, which are, should always be important, are now being highlighted again. Suddenly, as you said, footfall becomes interesting. Foot, foot travel, I don't, you've got a word for it, I'm sure. Yeah. How, we, how, we navigate <laughs> through an, yeah. how we navigate through an attraction, where the bottlenecks are. But then, it, then there's the back of the house, if we've got people getting on different attractions, whether they're VR, whether they're they're old school, like a you know a, a, a tilter whirl style thing or a coaster thing oh, or whatever, yeah. those got to be those got to be sanitized, sterilized after. Uh, absolutely, it, it's it's an interesting. So now we we although we you know we obviously didn't um, you know we were disappointed because we should have started a year year back. Yeah. Um, we've actually looked at all the experience from the guest in a in a, a more comfortable light thinking you know the end of the day is although covid has been awful and it's still not been beaten what's going to happen around the corner is there going to be another one of mm. another type of pandemic because when i was in asia um you know doing projects in asia and we still do work in asia um, um, SARS was there right. and, you know, the, yeah. and goodness knows what else. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, it, it comes along and you have to be prepared to, to beat it. And I was in a, a, a project in Indonesia, which was Singapore, Indonesian government uh, funded. And um, the island that we were doing the resort on, we were the consultants, was uh, malaria, right. endemic. I and mean, we lost guests from being bitten by malaria, you know, by mosquitoes and and even staff. And so our whole system of of, uh, vector control, as as they call it, Mm. you know, we implemented a real strong regime because people going are not going there. You know, there's a Japanese tourist (laughs) guy, you know, whatever it might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, that, and then in Asia, you've got dengue fever. And yeah. I mean, just crazy little things. A little bit of mosquito and some water and a yeah. plant because it does rain a lot. And Exactly. Well, of course, dengue is very common in Singapore. But if you and I and tourists went to Singapore, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be on their list. Oh, I can't go there because of yeah. dengue. <laughs> because Singapore control it right. very, very well. 
although it's still there. Yeah. Um, and uh, the risk is very low now for, for, for tourism and for, you know, for that sort of thing. But it's still there. Uh, this is amazing. So, so going through all that previously, you know, like, you know, wearing a mask anyway, it was no big deal to me, you know. Yeah. Part of life. Uh, one of the one of the things that I constantly come back to when I, and, and, you know, this going back to our creative mornings talk, and, mm-hmm. and even the, the, this morning, is how important the experience is for the guests. Mm-hmm. And yes, you've got to have this infrastructure designed, and yes, you've got all sorts of things that are going into play that are physical and uh, that you plan for. But planning for the guest experience becomes so important yeah. in the success of any of this. And and I, I wanna I want you to talk a little bit about that because I've been to some parks around the world and I've been to some that, you know, are are top tier and the experience you walk in to those parks and instantly it's like you're transported into a world of disbelief. And I've been to some parks around the world where you get there and you kinda go, what have I, what have I what, what what's going on here? Like yeah. they have all the elements are there. Yeah. But none of that guest experience right, right. It, seems it, to have been thought of. You know, it's, it's an interesting, uh, uh, interesting experience for me. Some, uh, in fact, about a year and a half ago, I actually went to uh, the city where we're doing this location, this project. And, this uh, is one in the UK. Yeah, the one in the UK. And it was quite funny. We, we, we get really pampered a little <laughs> bit here. And I pulled up in my rental car. Uh, in a hotel, and it was a you know it's a top uh, five star hotel. Uh, and no valet. No, well, <laughs> you hit no, it right on the nail. Nothing to push your luggage with. You know, I, I pulled up outside, and there's a guy in this very very smart thing with a top hat. You know, and it's a um, it's a it's a well known brand. And um, I pulled up, and I opened the back of the car, and got my case out, and I said to the guy, "Oh, the engine is running." And he said, sorry? I said, <laughs> oh, I've, the engine is running, so you can, you know, just take it away and do the valley. He went, valley? It looked to me as, as I'd just come from the moon. So I said, well, you're a five-star hotel. Don't you do valley parking? I said, I don't see a parking area. He said, there's a public car park across the road. Get a ticket. And he walked away. <laughs> and I, I was speechless, which is unusual for me. Because here we, 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 yeah. we, we expect to get a good service, and we do get a good service. Yeah. And, but uh, I was shocked, you know, and I said to my colleagues, if anybody pulls up in front of our project when it's up and running and we're, and we're offering that type of service, you know, uh, we, we have to do that. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> And I went to the hotel and I was actually early checking in and the lady said, you'll have to wait. <laughs> so I said, sorry? Well, you've, you're, we don't check in until 12.30. It was like, you know, 12, uh, 11.45 or something. And then a couple came in and they checked in and they got a key for their room at 12 o'clock. And I said, excuse me. <laughs> you know, so anyway, so um, yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's this whole experience thing. I, I think it... And, and you, you've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It's getting the right people yeah. who are, are in that mindset. And, I, and it's a hard thing because you've got these people working for you. They're employees. They, they yeah. don't necessarily have any equity in this, this adventure. No. They're just, they're getting a paycheck. But you want them to feel the love for this thing. Yeah. And the idea that, hey, if I can keep people coming back. Yeah. 
I'm going to continue to get a paycheck and possibly move through the, through the ranks, et cetera. That's right. That's the mindset. You know, the, the interesting thing is, is that if you're a manager on the floor, which mm. is, it's been a long time since I've done that, you know, the feedback really is from the guest because right. you don't really know if the member of staff is being so pleasant or they've had a rough day. Yeah. And I, I had this uh, a project in the Republic of Georgia, which has uh, been on the news recently for other things. I didn't realize it's such a small place, like population five, five and a half million or yeah. something. And we, we redeveloped this uh, stunning park. Soviet era park? Uh, for a st- stunning park. Yeah. Yeah. But was it a Soviet era at some yes. point? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah Tatsminda Park. And um, and I was sitting with the owner who unfortunately passed away now. And uh, I said to him, we need a laundry. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I said, okay. So we bought two red T-shirts. And I said, you take this one and I'll keep this one. And next time we meet, which was every two weeks, we'll throw them on the table and have a look. And he's going... Okay, you know, and there were different colours. Yeah, and so I said it's worth having you know t- a couple of washing machines and doing this stuff for the staff. So when they all walk out, they're proud. Yeah, they've got a beautiful iron shirt and pants and all the rest of it, and they all look you know part of the 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 project yeah. and they're proud. Uh, and and of course, if you've got them feeling good. Yeah. Right. They're going to reflect that to the guest. If they've got a ruffled shirt or they try to rush to dry it because they've only got one shirt or yeah. whatever you do, um, they're not going to be comfortable in themselves. You know, I noticed that here that sometimes you go in places and, uh, and uh, the staff have got one shirt or two shirts and they're rushing to try and yeah. dry them off and all the rest of it. It, it it's the mindset and if they're in a good mood themselves and they're comfortable with the place they work that's how they're going to look after your 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 paying guest you know i was at a a top tier uh, establishment and one of the one of the things i noticed they all had the uniforms and clearly they were all on site Mm -hmm. being they all looked they all looked amazing but you know what they also did and this is something that i often find places forget is they also had all the same footwear. Right. And all of their footwear right. looked, you know, their footwear wasn't worn. I mean, it, 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 they it clearly, I've been, I mean, because I was looking, I'm going, oh, they all have the same shoes. And I'm looking around, I'm going, and the shoes look, you know, I'm, I'm instantly going, they must replace these twice a year because none of the shoes had that, I've been wearing this for two years look to it. They right. were all about the same. Yeah. And I went, and so for me, the uniform, but my, what caught my attention was the shoes. And every one of these employees seemed rather happy. Like they, yeah. they just felt good about themselves. That was the outward appearance anyway. Yeah, yeah. And they were, sh- you know, they were bumping, bumping elbows as they, I think it was a kind of a shift change thing. Yeah, yeah. And they were bumping elbows and they were smiling and no one was like, oh, I hate my job and I can't wait to get out of here. And it was, there was legitimate camaraderie going on exactly and that 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 then reflects in the service they give to the guest yes the guest you know the guest experience even down to you know not so much uh, here because you know we get warm temperature in in uh, republic of georgia in the park every member of staff had the same socks 
Oh, nice. Which, which you know, you might think is odd, but, you know, your yeah. taste in socks is different <laughs> to mine. Yeah. And if you're walking there and you're a member of staff and you've got the same pants and same T-shirt, one guy's got a pair of red socks on, somebody's got white, or somebody's got, you know, their favourite football team socks on. It just spoils the whole thing. Yeah. And it, I, I get right down to all that. And it's, it's really important to, um, to have the staff... Uh, uh, be proud yeah uh and of course that then reflects to the service and that's that's the way because people will go and they'll experience it the amount of people that they tell in their building yes. or when they're in the office if if you know where people are working in offices and say you know i went to that place and the service was awful that yeah. bad news spreads <laughs> very quickly it's 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 a full package isn't it yeah i sometimes think people forget you know Mm -hmm. right down to how you have people lining up and the parking lot or the bus stops and people forget that yeah i i I mean or those are the first things that get cut you know do we have enough greeters do we have enough people just to help people figure out where to go that are just there doing the doing that thing and how do we deal with parts of a park that are closed yeah that maybe we've only got 25% occupancy at the park. So Mm -hmm. we're not going to have everything running as usual. How do we deal with that? Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, the, the guest experience and we, as uh, now here in particular, we expect a very high standard, you know, so, uh, and that's fantastic, you know, even down to washrooms and everything else. And you go into other parts of the world uh, and you go, oh, this is disgusting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where's the manager's office? And they go, well, what? You know, have you, have you seen your washrooms? <laughs> you know, and, and but here, set a standard, and it's impressive, and yeah. that's how it should be, yeah. you know, without question. So I believe that, you know, the authorities here do a very, very good job in promoting good guest service and experience mm. uh, not only just for us but um, well, obviously for tourists as well yeah. so and and the, the unfortunate side is that costs yeah it, it costs to train your staff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or retrain them because you might have brought them in from somewhere else yep. and they've already developed bad habits yeah. well this is the way we always did it yeah it's like yeah well it's not the way we do it here no we don't do it this way yeah so so yeah and and i actually have i have a reluctance to steal staff from somewhere else I, in I fact, get that. when we did uh, when we did bintan which is the resort um they you know the uh, what started to happen is the the HR people were a little lazy, and so they would go mm. and poach the waiter that was in the <laughs> hotel next door. Uh-huh. And so we we did an, we had to do an embargo saying if you oh, are, really? if you leave, you cannot go and work for a a, a competitor yeah. on the island um, for six months. That makes sense. So so that you know you're not you're not just jumping ship because somebody's offering you a few dollars more in a salary, yeah. uh, because that establishment that trained you spent money on you. Mm. You know, uh, I, I would uh, I would do English lessons. All the personnel that was in my team, because we were like the town hall in charge of all the resorts, for example, um, they would go to English lessons, right? Because most of the tourists spoke English uh, and uh, they would go and some some of the staff would even go on their day off to make sure that they still you know did their English lessons mm. 
and and they were confident. Even the gardener would say, "Good morning, sir. Yeah. Good old madam. Yeah. Everything okay?" Whereas before, they hadn't got confidence because the English was not right. strong enough. Even your know, back of house, like mechanics and stuff. Yeah. I remember a mechanic coming to me one day. Oh, Mister John, Mister John, headache, headache. So I said to him, "Oh, you need to go to the clinic." No, 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 not not sick. Homework. <laughs> Ah. <clears throat> and of course, you've been, uh, you know, in the educational field, you will understand, you know, that if you need to do a, a, a something, you expect the student to you yeah. know, produce the goods or help them. And uh, I always remember he was a mechanic, you know, didn't really deal with the public in the way that most uh, people in a hotel would do. But he wanted to learn the uh, language and be part of the class. Right. And he was so scared. And this is voluntary. Yeah. He was so scared that the teacher was going to tell him off because he couldn't do his homework. <laughs> but he did it, you know, he did it. And that's uh, and so we gave that type of thing back, which then helps him go home and helps his kids. Right. You know, I'm learning English at work and now I can help you in your yeah. classes as well. So, interesting. Yeah, Very fun, interesting. fun. Yeah. So when we start looking at some of these parks now, mm-hmm. What 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 are what are you hearing with respect to? I mean, I I know you said that some of them are are having you know having to rethink things. It, are we going to see? Do you think a a an attraction revolution where it it just changes dramatically the way we think of attractions? Um, yeah, I think uh, when it comes right back down to uh, the design of let's say let's say a roller coaster, you yeah. know, everyone's familiar with that. Um, there's certain engineering and basics that you cannot change right Uh, you know and and of course you could make the seating a little bit wider or or, you know the carriage a little bit longer and those sort of things so I think the manufacturers and designers and the authorities that lay the rules down for these um, we'll probably need to relook at some Mm. but you know when you're you're, let's, uh, let's say like Disney or or Universal, or, or Six Flags, which is was going to come here. Are they, are they still coming? No, I think no, they're going think, to Saudi, I think. Yeah. But, uh, this is unfortunate, because that's the second time around. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, you see, they will spend 20-odd million on a big roller coaster, yeah. you know, and, and more, yeah. you know, because it's all the theming and this, and, of course, it's the fastest and tallest and all the yeah. rest of it. You can't change those very easily. Mm. All you can do is limit... Um, the passengers so that right. you know you're sitting on a not close together but you're yeah you, know, you change the cars a little bit yeah, but that's all you can but do but that changes the weight that changes the dynamics that exactly. changes exactly the, and, and the cost variability of it right because yeah. if you're anticipating getting you know how many times you can run that thing in an hour mm-hmm. and you're going to get maybe 25 30 people on it and now i'm only going to get 15 yeah it's yeah. like hold on a second so it's not become 20 million <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, it's not worth doing it's not worth doing and and you have we've had restrictions and rightly so for for you know for health reasons obviously but even capacity is a problem um, in you know, like a family mm. entertainment center, right, yeah, an FEC yeah. as we call it, uh, indoors where you know the the capacity has been cut down to maybe thirty percent of actual real capacity. Operators can't they can't justify that. Oh, so what yeah. do they do? You know, the first thing they do is start cutting their staff. Right, and they've trained those staff. And then they're saying, I'm sorry, you know, you're on two days a week. And, of course, they can't live off two days a week yeah. salary or whatever the deal is. 
and so you know the staff just have to go and then they have to start all over again you know yeah, that's tough yeah so like marketing and your your personnel your staff or you know so important to mm. uh, the guest experience and and people don't think about that if they go and have a bad a bad experience maybe they had to cut because of covid yeah they don't look at it that way they expect the same standard they yeah. had previously and that's uh, that's another uh, I, issue. I've, I've noticed that in a few places now that I've been to recently where, you know, everything sort of works. And then I'm thinking, why is it not quite working? And then I, I look around and realize they don't have the right number of staff. No. Like they, they've cut back on two or three staff members. Yeah. And but their, their way of doing things hasn't changed and my expectation hasn't changed yep. and they can't deliver because yeah. they need that extra two people. Well, I'm glad you actually brought that subject up because it was in my mind <laughs> to say to you that over this last year or so, and of course, uh, life has been difficult for everyone, there has been a decline in service. Mm. And, and, and there's a number of reasons. First of all, some of the key personnel have had to go. Yeah. You know, uh, unfortunately, that's often the case. Uh, and, of course, the whole system of this uh, social distancing and everything, which is paramount, has made uh, that type of leisure um, attraction um, uh, parks operation difficult. Yeah. Because it, you know it is it's it's like it's it's like a, a great big community party, and <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden you know, your community is you know two and a half meters away or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, so unfortunately it does uh, does spoil the the um, the experience because they have to you know let people go, and sometimes these people are brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 they, and you've put money in to train them. Well, that's it. And then are you going to be able to get them back? And are they going to want to come back? Probably not. No. <laughs> probably not. I mean, they've probably gone home. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, have their own uh, problems at home to, sure. you know, to deal with. And go, I ain't going back there, you know. Yeah. So it's a tough one. I mean, it really is the classic catch-22. Damned mm -hmm. if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. And, exactly. and sort of looking at that horizon and, yeah. and saying, how long can we weather this out with a reduced capacity? And we still got to do the same maintenance. Yeah. Which is the other question, right? You, you're hoping, oh, oh, hoping yeah. that they haven't gotten rid of the chief engineer and we've now you no. know, replaced him with some other engineers and we're going to keep the, these rides you and hope. things that you, you hope, but you don't know, but you, you hope. You hope, yeah. <laughs> well, well, there, you know, there are regulations thank, that have to goodness, be. Thank goodness, thank goodness. Yeah, but not in every country, James. Oh, no. here, <laughs> here in Dubai in particular, they've set a really high standard mm. and, and I applaud, I think that's great. And it's based on the European uh, okay. uh, standard of... Uh, of um, uh, maintenance and uh, you know testing and right. commissioning and everything, not all countries in the GCC, for example, or around the world, follow those sort of regulations. And what's actually staggering, and you're you're North American, uh, but in America, in different states, oh, yeah. some have rules, some don't. Right. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. which which you'd think for supposedly the yeah. best country in the world, who invented Disney, by the way. Yes. Or Disney invented, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, you would expect them to be of the highest standard. But some of the smaller places, like Singapore uh, yeah. and Hong Kong, Hong Kong is really strict, okay. for example. Uh, and, uh, and, and amazingly enough, so is China. 
in its okay. own way. Really? They have a very, very high standard. I don't know why that, why did, why, I don't know why I just said really, why I'd be surprised at that. I mean, well, yeah, because people say, you I just know, don't know a lot about China. That's probably why. Well, they, they actually have a pretty, uh, and if you're bringing equipment into China, they are very strict. Hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I know a few uh, manufacturers around the world who go, oh, I'm doing my head in. Why? What's wrong? The Chinese authorities have given me, you know, goodness knows what, yeah. you know, uh, which is even higher than the European standard, EN, yeah. as we call it, EN standard. Um, and so they, they are strict. They're, well, they're strict for a couple of reasons. First of all, you know, um, they, they prefer to somebody to buy their own product in-house, right, right. but uh, but they're also strict because um, most of the big equipment in amusement parks in China are European or American. Um, okay. So, you know, these massive big rides that you see yeah. uh, are generally, generally in the higher quality parks are usually from from abroad. And and the Chinese, for interesting enough, like, you know, uh, Gucci and goodness knows what fashions. They don't want copies. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they, they, the standard is very high. Look, as we're seeing with vaccine <clears throat> development, mm-hmm. building a reputation for building, you know, the the infrastructure is one thing, but building the equipment is another thing, and it takes a lot of time to yeah. build that reputation. And and I I don't for a second think that China isn't on the process of building that, but it takes time. Yeah, exactly. But they they are, you know, I, I always remember watching uh, Top Gear some years ago, yeah. uh, and the old team, and they did a, a sort of you know typical where they'd go and do stupid things, you know, with the little pedal bikes and all the rest of it. And they were in China, but uh, but the uh, presenter said, you know what, we've had fun here and we've laughed at some things because they're a little bit weird. But I tell you what, these guys are a force to be reckoned with. So look out, motor industry, because they are catching up. Yeah. And actually, you go to China, which I haven't done for some time now, for obvious reasons, is they've probably got more electric vehicles on the road than most of the rest yeah. of us put together. Oh, know? for sure. And so hydrogen power. They yeah, hydrogen, yeah, exactly. They're, exactly. they're exactly. really moving ahead with that. Yeah, yeah. I know we say to people, people always mock it. You know, they go, oh, Chinese. Well, you know, have you got a, 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 a an apple? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they go, yeah. Well, guess where it's made? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, you know, and, and you've got the whole Apple thing, but the, the Chinese phone market, the Huawei's, the Oppo's, and more that we, you know, the names that we don't even think of. Yeah, I've got Chinese phone. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and and, and and as you said, pretty much every electronic product these days is man is 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 manufactured there. It's assembled yeah. there. It's put together there. Yeah, batteries are coming from there. It's it's there, crazy. There was a there was a a, a business program on BBC yesterday. Uh, they were talking about this new oh, this great new app called Snap. I think it was called, where you pay by, you know, scanning. And I thought to myself, they've had this in China for years. You know, I I have a Bank of China uh, card and on my phone, I can, no one uses cash. And this has been done years ago. You know, hello. (laughs) You know, they were raving about this going in, uh, you know, raising billions of dollars. And these guys over there in China have been doing it for years. You don't don't carry money in your pocket when you're in China. You know, you just go in, if you want to buy a bottle of water, you just, (laughs) yeah, that's it. And that's it, you know. So, uh, yeah. so they they they're they're pretty okay, you know. I guess it's always you know. There's just 
the way people talk about China, the politics. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah. we kind of get caught up in you know, yeah. a communist country, communist China, yeah. and you know we're not that. And and I don't think we sometimes get past no. that wall to realize that's funny the wall well, well there's a country they have downfalls oh I yeah mean, for there, sure. are, there are serious downfalls uh, but there are downfalls in every place yeah you know no one is absolutely perfect uh, no matter which which uh, which which place you go to or look at there's always something that could be better yeah. but um, unfortunately they do have this uh you know, some strange ideas. Uh, <laughs> but, and it's, but it's such a big country as well. So when we talk about some odd ideas and, and forget the politics, but just odd ideas, when you have a country that goes from desert to mountain to jungle to freezing cold, it's it's a crazy place. Unbelievable. And, and the, the, it's actually, although we, we look at Chinese Chinese people, the the broad spectrum of culture is quite staggering yeah um and i'm a bit of a uh, i actually live with the pandas by the way oh i wow. went and volunteered and lived with pandas that's and, cool and, you know, i went to i the, didn't know this you can do this yeah i did it a few years ago um uh, that's another story but uh, but but you're a volunteer okay you know you yeah. pay for your hotel and you yeah. you're out there every morning you're cleaning the things and and all the rest of it and you can work in the panda sanctuary and it was um, an amazing experience but going to see the great wall and going to see the terracotta army and, and yeah. all the rest of the culture is quite breathtaking mm. um it's an amazing um um uh, civilization, you know, goes back thousands and thousands of years. Paper invented in China. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, that's a whole new, that's a whole series that you could go on yeah. and talk about China. <laughs> There's been some, a uh, couple of good, good uh, documentaries on, on Nat Geo and actually on the BBC where people have, um, um, you know, looked at yeah. China in different ways, and it's quite, quite brilliant. Well, of course, they invented gunpowder, yeah, which probably, which probably wasn't a good move, you know. But uh, but they 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 brought so much to the world. Good for know. fireworks, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So you know, if you, if you were to to look at the amusement industry at this point, future's looking pretty bright. Um, it's going to change, uh-huh. um, and I think um, you know, I'm going back some years where there was other. Uh, financial issues many yeah. years ago and you know the weak go and unfortunately that has to happen um uh, but the strong get stronger and people uh, fine tune and they make their services better so i believe there's 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 light against the end of the tunnel we we're not just consultants we're actually now investors ourselves uh-huh. uh and um you know we we're already identifying other locations where we want to do our projects. Yeah. Uh, and we have, you know, great backers as well. You know, it's not all our money, of course, right. which you don't, you know, that's happened yeah, these yeah. days. You don't want to do that. <coughs> well, I mean, you have to do some. Yeah, but that's, that's not the way investing works. No, you no. want to spread out the investment, yeah. obviously, yeah. for to ride the wave of, of success yeah. and uh, slowdowns. We, we, we've all got to come back fighting. Right. You know, otherwise we, we've got to give up, you know, which we would never do. Mankind doesn't give up. Yeah. You know, there's good times and bad times, but we always come back. Look at the amazing, you know, uh, 
space uh, exploration into Mars and things yeah. like that now, which is, you know, it's mind-blowing. You know, why don't one of the things that, that strikes me about when I'm looking at what's going on in Mars, and of course, mm-hmm. they got to get there, and that's a whole bunch of tech, and they've got these rovers, and that's kind of a whole bunch of tech, yeah. and they've got these, these, these satellites that are circling, you know, again, a whole bunch of tech. But some of that tech, and I'm thinking right now of the, the rover that's down there from the U.S., mm-hmm cameras and the microphones that it's got on it all off the shelf exactly <laughs> you know <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. they're not specifically designed no. they're off the shelf uh, high-end products that yeah. are available right here right now uh, being used around the world exactly and they're probably a smaller version in your phone yeah you know, <laughs> you know it's a little bit like uh, huawei which has had some bad press the yeah. fact is they brought in this german as it's like or i think yeah who make the cameras yeah and um you know they sort of broke the ground with that but but the, you know, the, the this is how it's got to be. But yeah. because you're right, they say a lot of the stuff that's up there in Mars, you know, you can order on, you know, Amazon. Or something. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I mean, when I, when I look at this, and I think your industry, the whole COVID pandemic, and you know, we're 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 a year in. We're probably going to be two years. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. two and a half to three years by the time I was listening to some of the folks in the cruise industry saying, "Look, we're looking at another yeah. two years." By the time sentiment comes back, and and it's going to be different. All I keep hearing in my head is opportunity. Yes, and yeah. those who are not good with change mm-hmm. and opportunity, and are good, and you know, th- this is the thing. We got startup people. We've mm-hmm. got sustaining people. We've got building people. All of these different mindsets. Suddenly, we've got a reboot yeah exactly and the, uh, all i keep hearing is opportunity well you know we 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 of course we raise capital for our our main project that we're doing in the uk and we've got two or three other locations uh already lined up and and when we had meetings with the investors because of course they, you know that's how it works these days we said to them listen you know you can't sit back and wait we have to start and get break ground and we have to do this and we'll plan you know how the experience will be better for the guest but if we wait and wait and wait we're never going to start right and people are going to go oh, i want to get out there yeah you know where, where do i go you know uh and that's what's happening uh, there was a, an interesting article on the tv yesterday funnily enough all of a sudden, mobile homes, right. or you call them Winnebago's, or motorhomes, motorhomes. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's a massive surge of buying these things, yeah. and, and the second-hand market, which of course is the, you know the easy way to get into it, um, the the prices have actually uh, gone up. You know the value, and of course yeah. they're a nuisance. These things on the road. Oh, sure. If you're a driver, you're oh, stuck man, behind one. Get some wind on those things. But but the the guy who was interviewed said we've never had it so so good. Sure. You know because you know the family bubble, yeah. as they they talk about, can be together, and, and they have to escape and get away. Otherwise, you know, it's going to drive everyone crazy. Yeah. But you want to have all the amenities of home. You want to have a stove. You want to have a fridge. Yeah. You want to have a washroom. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've got family who own some of these that are built on a uh, bus. Right. Like a, you know, a, a big tour bus. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they've got widescreen TVs. They've yeah. got push-outs on both sides. Yeah. They've, I, one, one family member's got one that's, that's nicer than my home right and it's right. you know it's got two washrooms in it yeah. full washrooms wow. with showers you know and they, you put a <laughs> motorbike on the back or yeah, yeah. you drag your little oh, mini yeah or yeah, yeah. They, they double trailer it so they they've got a trailer <laughs> with stuff and then they got the boat trailers so they've got the, the you know the 30 footer yeah plus that they're driving you know full air brakes the satellite thing all 
and then they got two trailers behind it and they're on the road. You don't want to be behind those things. Oh, no. no, no. So, <laughs> so you either love, I think it's like uh, the 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 uh, product Marmite. Right. The, the, <laughs> it's either love it or hate it you know, type yeah. of thing yeah. with, with that sort of thing. But but it shows that people are willing and wanting to get out yeah. and, and they're looking at different ways of escaping, yeah. you know, even if it's just a long walk in the countryside or whatever. And so, you know, we, we often said to our, uh, our uh, sponsors, our partners, listen, you know, let's still get this job done. Yeah. Not because, you know, it's good for us. The fact is that people are going to want to, yeah. you know, because we are social animals. Sure. You know? Well, I keep thinking is, you know, I look around at some of the parks we've got around us and let's take IMG World. I'm just going to name one. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pick it off mm-hmm. the IMG World. I thought, you know what these guys got to do? is they got this big park Mm -hmm. and I know during the week that thing's got to be empty. Yeah. So why not approach higher colleges of technology and say, you know what? We're going to create college days. And for two weeks Mm -hmm. during the week, every day, we're going to, for the folks who want to come, we got socially distanced. We got this. We're going to say, okay, HCT men's, this is your day or this is your week. And we're going to offer it to the different parts of it so that we only get three, four, 500 people at a time in the joint. But that's not a lot of people when you look at the whole thing. And we, we start looking at different models for filling this and we create it at a a cut rate price that at least we can all make some money. At least we're paying our staff and and things. And maybe we make two, three, 4% profit instead of 20% profit. And away we go. And I think it's just thinking of new models for how to get people in here right. that satisfies not only us who who have this this facility, but as you said, society. People need to get out. They want to mingle a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Because we, we cannot we are social animals, yeah. you know. Uh, and and that's a great idea. So I'll be hiring you tomorrow. <laughs> And you can go with your presentation. <laughs> but no, I, I don't see any reason why not. Yeah. Because um, I picked know. that one because it's air conditioned. So, you know, you yeah. got it's starting of to get course. warm. So suddenly, of course. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. So that, that's a good idea. And, and uh, uh, but that what happens, of course, is the first people that get the chop yeah. in, in the worst word you name is the marketing, mm-hmm. yeah. who is probably would come up with that idea. Exactly. And they're, they're gone. They're, they're gone. They've gone home. You, you were talking about just other things. And I'm just thinking of one more park that mm-hmm. uh, is a water park in Bali oh. and water boom. Water bomb. Yeah, water bomb. This was our project. Oh, man. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Yeah, uh, we set it up. Wow. That it's, is... You know what? It's won, it won TripAdvisor yeah, for yeah. about seven or eight years yeah, yeah. in a row. The, the number the number one park in Asia, the number whatever in the yeah, world. Yeah, water bomb. That is my... Water bomb is my favorite mm. water park Thank you. of all time. <laughs> and, and, and it's just all of the pieces. In fact, I've got pictures on my wall of my son and I going down one of the rides. Yeah. And... Our only goal, it's the boomerang. So our only goal mm-hmm. is to try and hit the yellow line, yeah. which we never did. No. And of course you can't. But the we've got pictures of us coming down where we go over a little a little knoll. And because my son and I were a little heavier than the average person doing this, we get air. Right. And it's total fear when you're no longer yeah. on. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. You but can you know feel what I, yourself go. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I love yeah. about that park? Yeah. Is the food court. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when you sit down there and I get my... You know, nazi gorang mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. banana leaf mm-hmm. that's that's been you know put together with toothpicks on the side or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To me and to, and my boys who now are in their twenties, they're young men. 
when they think of that park, they think of a, these rides that we've been on, yeah. but they think of that food court, the food, the food, and they just said, yeah. you know, and it, it was, it wasn't the cheapest food, wasn't the most expensive no. food, but the experience yeah. of that food was part of going to that park. That that park has won so many eco awards. Oh man. I mean it's uh you know there's there's walls of, of awards yeah. in the office. I didn't know that you guys put yeah. that thing together. Yeah, we well, did, we're yeah. operational setup. Yeah. Uh, not Fantastic. the design yeah. or anything. Fantastic though. The way yeah. just just and, the way people are in how there. it goes into the trees yeah. and the lazy yeah. rivers in the bushes. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. Just a, if if you know if anyone's ever in Bali, yeah. you got to go to Waterbomb. It's got worth to it. Do. Got to just, do. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. So it's I was wonderful. I was sad they had to close for a little bit because obviously Bali mm-hmm. wasn't getting a it's lot of traffic. Closed down, yeah. I think they've reopened now. Uh, yeah, I think Bali's open because, of course, Bali, although we look at Bali as a, an island, is actually part of Indonesia. Exactly. And the Balinese yeah. people, of course, they have a different religion to right. uh, to most, uh, most of the population yeah. in Indonesia. Uh, I had actually in Bintan a lot of Balinese staff, oh. especially in guest services. Okay, makes sense. And um, they were amazing. Uh, in fact, all most of Asian people uh, for that guest service, you know, the smile, yeah. Yeah. you know, everyone talks about the smile in Thailand and this yeah. type of thing. Um, they are, they are, they're actually amazing. Even the, you know, the Filipino kids that work here, for example, yeah. they're always happy and yeah. smiling and, uh, uh, and all the rest of it. So, so yeah, you get that experience, but, but Bali was, it's a stunning place. Yeah. And unfortunately there was a problem some years ago, as you know, yeah. Yeah. uh, which really rocked it. Yeah. Uh, and that was, now it's just turned into, you know, not, not that I don't like Bali. We, we spent many, many vacations in Bali yeah. because of the proximity to the UAE. It's easy to get there. Yeah. Well, there is, there used to be a direct flight. Yeah. I don't know if there is now. I don't know, yeah. but it's, it's the last time we went. So we've been probably going for 15 years mm-hmm. and the last time we went, we kind of went, hold on a second. Something's happened here. Yeah. The, the places we used to go that were out in the country yeah. suddenly were where everyone was. Yeah, there's exactly. you know, small hotels are built up. So, you know, um, Echo Beach and uh, um, uh, Chengu. Yeah. I remember the first time we went to Bali and, you know, we actually rented a vehicle. We had a, we had a van, oh, really? a little van because oh, yeah, we were there yeah. for two months. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and someone, every time we would be driving around and we'd be on the other end of the Island and it was, you know, I had two little boys and it was just like, you know, people are going, are you nuts? And it's like, well, you know, you, you drive during the day, you drive at a decent pace, keep your eyes open. And everyone we would run into said, where are you staying? So we're staying in Changu. Oh, Changu. And that's, this happened for like a week. And I'm going, what the heck's the matter with you? So I said to someone at one point, I said, what's up with Changu? Oh, that's so far. So far. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, that it's is not so, really far. Yeah. No, but that is so far. Yeah. Now that's where everyone goes. Exactly. <laughs> but but if, if anyone's watching or listening to this and they're not seeing this on video, then definitely James <laughs> has got the Balinese. You know what? This is actually from Bali. It is. So I, <laughs> I, at, I one, so. at one point in my, <laughs> in our stays and why we really started loving it was we were we were going there and we would buy batik material mm-hmm. and, oh, I, yeah. and i actually found a, a retail place in in you know downtown in the core yeah and we would go in there and it would be it would be a two-hour adventure my kids would just go oh no we don't do we have to come and they would be sitting outside and yeah. I would, it would take me two hours yeah and i would just buy batik material yeah. to make shirts from. it's nice oh it's nice and to the point that we actually because then i had some questions so i ended up getting some shirts made there Ah, and yeah, yeah. in quantity, because I thought, you know what, this is going to be a good business. I'm going to, I'm going to do some, do some batik shirts and yeah. I'm going to give it a try. And the problem was, so I, I did do it and I 
put it on hold and I still haven't reignited it because Mm -hmm. I realized I need to put a hundred percent effort into the marketing, into thinking about it. I had a great idea and it works, but I, I'm too busy working on my other job teaching. Yeah. And I went to the village actually where they made the shirts because oh. we, we found someone and they said, look, we're going to make them for you. Here's where we're going to do it. Then, and they showed me prototypes and that, and they were beautiful. And they, you know, come in the bag with the, 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 the moisture gel and yeah, all that. Yeah. And they were beautiful. Mm. And so I said, where are you making these? So they said, well, come with me. And I followed these people. So we yeah. followed them and we actually followed them because we brought the material with us. And we end up in this little village where the whole village is making shirts for, they've got a little closet industry going. Right. They bring me into some houses. They got the sewing machines. The ladies are making stuff. And yeah. I just went, wow. And I go, so what's the deal? And they go, well, you, this funds our school. And, ah. and, and at that moment I went, yeah. So we negotiated price and, and everyone said to me, he said, I think you could probably get them cheaper than that. From the, and that, as soon as I went there and saw what they were doing yeah, and what they're doing with the, sh- the money, I went, yeah, this is a great price. It's worth it. It's worth it. And yeah. you, know what, you know what the problem was, Sean, with my little shirt industry? You know what the big comment was from people as I was selling? Why are they so cheap? Really? Yeah. So I was making, you know, good shirts like this. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was able to sell them for 85 dirhams. Wow. And people are going, why are they so cheap? And I go, well, the material doesn't cost me that much. Yeah. It's not costing me that much to get them made. Yeah. I'm making money. Everyone's, I'm making a little bit of money. They're making a little bit of mm-hmm. money. And people... Honestly, would look at them and go, well, but Tommy Bahama. You have a triple XL? <laughs> you know what? You know what? When I did make I'll them the first order. time around, I was making them triple XL. Yeah. So yeah. I started off with making uh, a whole bunch of sizes and they, they were really, and the, the first round that I did this, mm-hmm. the, the best part of it was they, they, were, they were dual purpose. So they were great for working on the beach because they were really baggy. Yeah. Women were liking them because they could put a belt around them. Exactly. And the big guys... You know, yeah, like me, like you, <laughs> we're going. This shirt fits perfectly, and yeah. I was wearing. I was still wearing them too because they were just really baggy. Well, I, I like them, uh, although I don't necessarily need a triple. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not far off, but I do like them. Baggy. Yeah, just baggy. So yeah, so it was a lot of fun. But yeah. I, I really think it's almost time to start. Well, then what happened was, well, how do you sell things? So 15 years ago, how are you? What's the uh, what's the outlet to sell us? You're going to the the craft fairs. You're going to this. You're going to yeah. that. Yeah, Facebook selling wasn't a big thing. No. Instagram. selling sell it well now suddenly you could set up an instagram store yeah you can be done yeah and you can you can actually be part of uh, even amazon and things like that exactly so so now i'm kind of thinking "Mm." but you know what although it'd be nice for for pocket money the fact is that you're offering something that people would really love yeah who possibly won't get the chance to go anyway (laughs) yeah exactly you know because they're really cool i always noticed every time i've seen you that you've got a wicked shirt on you know coconut buttons also from bali's oh really yeah yeah yeah. got the coconut buttons the whole bit so it's just uh well what what we have to do in our next time we get together in a few more years time we have we have to do it live from uh, water bomb oh man you know what you wouldn't have to twist my arm for that yeah. amazing uh, so i i you, you, one of the reasons we also got together was you're you've got multiple things going on uh yeah and you know your your heart and soul is in really looking at this at, at the attraction industry mm-hmm. from ground up this is that this is my bread and butter bit. That's it's, your bread. A, it's like you you know yeah you're you're you're, uh, you're uh, doing a great job in your profession and then you're gonna sell shirts <laughs> so yeah. I, i'm the same uh uh with another uh, media actually. yeah so I, I need to come to you for for training probably <laughs> i know i think you're doing fine uh, but what's your, what's so tell me about this because this, well, this is really cool as i mentioned to you before we did we started recording I, i'm a gemini so yeah. I, you know i've got two heads <laughs> 
So the story goes back many, many years when I was in the uh, industry. I'm, I'm actually an engineer. My father said to me, I don't care what you do in your life, you know, once you, you know, get to 21 or whatever, you know, you're on your own type of thing. Uh, but get a trade. So I'm actually an engineer, electrical engineer. Uh, and so one of the hobbies that I've always loved is music. Okay. And I had a mobile disco, which I made myself. Neat. Lights the hobby. Yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, love it. Yeah. All that, you know, many, many years ago. Uh, yeah. That was my hobby. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I started, uh, I actually started as a DJ uh, on a skating ring, an ice rink. Okay, yeah. And uh, I would do the weekends, uh, you know, the resident DJ would be off on a Sunday or something, yeah. and I would do the music. And then uh, I, I covered one Saturday, and it was interesting because I got on well with the manager, because uh, I used to ice skate anyway. And he said, uh, we've got a bit of a problem. So I went, oh, what's, what's the problem? He said, well, the DJ in the nightclub, which was upstairs in the skating ring, um, he's had an accident. He can't work tonight. So I said, oh, oh, I'm really sorry. Do you want to borrow my records? And he went, no, you'll have to do it. <laughs> <coughs> James, the amusing thing is I wasn't even old enough to be in the oh, nightclub. No. Oh, no. And so I carried my records and I managed to do it, you know, okay. And, and everyone seemed to have a good time. And my mother came down at uh, um, a quarter past two, two fifteen and picked me up in her car. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I wasn't even old enough to be. And I just really loved it. And yeah. they, then they started giving me a regular spot, although I wasn't old enough to be there. You know, they classed yeah. me as, a, uh, as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And so, um, so I, I, I had that. And as and soon as I'd finished my certification as an engineer, I was off. I'd gone. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm finished. You know, they spent a lot of money training me, and then I just left. Yeah. Because my passion was the leisure entertainment. Right. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. But I actually started uh, in ballrooms and nightclubs. That's incredible. And um, I did that for maybe a year. And then the regional boss of uh, this particular organization said to me, you know what? You've got great potential to be in management. <laughs> So I went, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, so we're going to make you the events promotion manager for our region. And that's how I started. Wow. Then eventually being a consultant for yeah. theme parks, which is a little different, yeah. but, but you know, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. But I never stopped the passion. And, um, and when I was uh, back in the UK many years ago, I would, I would volunteer in a hospital radio, which a lot of yeah. people yeah. do. Uh, and I would help people... Um, you know, as a group to apply for licenses. Okay. It was a time when the UK were advertising lots of regional licenses, you know, town licenses, yeah, yeah. and I would help with that. Uh, and because I had a technical background as well, so I was useful in both, both ways. And it was all voluntary, of course. Uh, and then I worked for a regional station uh, as a hobby, as an overnight ah, presenter. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, uh, and of course I didn't use my own name. I had a different name. Oh, uh, who were you? What was your uh, John McKenzie. Okay. And I actually, when I was in Bahrain, I was on Radio Bahrain. <laughs> it, yeah. <clears throat> Someone recognized John McKenzie? <laughs> interesting story is that, uh, interesting story is that um, I had a fantastic boss. 
Uh, and of course, we were building FECs in Bahrain, and uh, I used to have a weekly meeting, Monday morning meeting, and uh, and my boss is a fabulous guy. Said to me, he said, uh, "Oh, I was listening to that John McKenzie at the weekend. Have you heard him?" Because he knew it was me. So I said, uh, uh, yeah, I think I have. He said, oh, yeah, he's so, you know, plays some really good music. Reminds me of my youth and all this type of thing. He said, um, uh, and I'd covered for somebody during the week when I should have been at work. Yeah, yeah. And he said to me, however, you know, you should really only stick to weekends. <laughs> that was a very subtle way of going, don't do it. Don't do it again. So I, I, I obviously respected that, but um, I would be there on a Friday morning and I'd do the the, oh, week, yeah. the breakfast show. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've always got this uh, this interest. And then um, when I went to Bintan, uh-huh. we did the project in Bintan, uh, which was the big resort uh, for the, uh, the joint government uh, uh, incentive. Um, I set up a radio station there. Okay. A tourist radio station. Yeah, all right. But I'm a bit greedy. Uh, <laughs> greedy? We, well, uh, we we were very well in with the governor. Okay. Uh, because obviously we were developing this resort and I uh, we got a license. And um, the power of the transmitter was relatively small. Right, which is what you want for just a, uh, you know, a, a, an area, a, a region. A, yeah, yeah uh, for the tourists, you know, yeah. to, you know, don't, you know, don't forget your suntan yeah. and, you know, watch yeah. for the jellyfish and all that type of stuff on the, and the music. And I bought a transmitter like 10 times bigger than we should have done. Oh, and no. I put it higher on the tower than we should have done. And oh, it, was, no. it, was, it was heard in Singapore and <laughs> Johor Bahru in Malaysia. <laughs> And we didn't do news. We, okay. we refused to do news, and then news is important, but yeah. we didn't want to be political. It was right. purely, you know, laying on the beach and listening to great music. Uh, no news. And um, the governor used to come along and say, you know, I'm not for re-election, and I helped you with uh, this, and I'd, I know that it's bigger than you should be broadcasting. And we'd say, no, I'm sorry, sir. You know, we don't want to get into that. And it's not fair because our market is tourism. Well, the Straits Times, which is a very yeah, famous yeah. newspaper, yeah. did a survey. We, were, we had about 1.6 million listeners a day wow. listening to that station because they were picking us up across the straits where they could f- hear in Singapore. Not always, not in a lot of areas because Singapore is quite well built up yeah. and Johor Bahru uh, there because some of the presenters were speaking Bahasa. Ah. Right? And of course, you know, in Malaysia, it's similar to Indonesia. And it's yeah. a little, there is a little slight difference, but there is. And of course, but the, the Bahasa listeners in Singapore were also listening. Although it was Western music, yeah. a lot of the presenters were, you know, uh, doing a bit of English, a bit of Bahasa. So it was, a, and, they, and we were very, very popular. Mm. Very, very popular. So, uh, yeah, it was, that was fun. So, uh, yeah, I, I just loved the bug. And uh, then I got involved with a, an internet radio station in the UK. And I used to uh, broadcast from here. Okay. What they call voice track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, the person that ran it passed away. Oh, no. So the team sort of <laughs> filtered away. So now I'm setting another one up. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm now redoing the music library and i've got about nine thousand tracks i think that's a, already. That's a big task yeah oh, 
yeah, every day I'm plodding away at it, you know, because you need to. Uh, but I'm doing, I'm doing late fifties, all right, because there was you. some really good stuff late fifties. Right. Uh, I mean, early fifties as well, but late fifties is probably enough. Uh, right through to early 2000s. So the, the spectrum is quite broad. Mm. And the way I look at it, this, James, is not, you know, when people switch on the radio and they go, oh, this is, a, you know, an 80s station. Yeah. You know, that means that their listening ear, they don't, they don't experience the other, uh, you know, uh, um, types of music that were groundbreaking. Yeah. And there are people, younger people, who probably only listening to the Beatles or Beach Boys or somebody for the first time or just heard it, you know, their dad and moms played it. Right. And they actually have to appreciate how music's evolved, mm. you know, to yeah, current yeah. day. And some of the music current day is great. Yeah. And so I thought myself, instead of having a target market of, you know, 70s and 80s, as an example, I wanted to have a full spectrum so that people would be able to appreciate the history of music oh, and how it's evolved. So, so unlike what you find here, which is either, you know, pop or... or, yeah, or top or, 20, top 40. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the morning zoo, which drives me crazy, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs> there, it's, it's funny. <clears throat> All of those morning shows are kind of the same. Like if you listen across, same formula. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and of course, in America, North America, uh, or in America in particular, they have you know, a country station yep. and then they'll have an, a 60s station and all yep. that. And I think to myself, the listener is missing out. So why not give a good selection? You yeah, don't a little just, bit of variety. You, well, you're creating yeah, a real variety station. You don't just eat soup every day. Right. You know, you go out and you eat, you know, you don't eat fast food every day or yeah. whatever or whatever. So why do the same with music? Interesting. So my, my, my selection uh, will be very broad. Mm. And I believe it's, you know, you know, some people are going to cringe when they hear something and yeah. then they're going to go, oh my goodness, I haven't heard this for a long time. Yeah. And, and, and when you're traveling, which of course you can't do internet radio easily in a car, but if you're listening as a family group, everyone gets a little bit of a share. Yeah. You know, so that's, uh, that's what I'm doing now. What, what's, uh, when, do you, when do you think it's going to be up and running? It's going to be a couple of months, I think. Wow, that's pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, of course, this has been my COVID yeah, uh, hobby. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So COVID, uh, COVID actually worked for you. Yeah. Gave yeah, you more be, time. Well, I decided that, I, you know, uh, I still have to do my job yeah. and still help clients and everything else. But I thought to myself, well, if I'm stuck here, I may as well do something that I, you know, I'm passionate about. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I will do. And some names that you might know um, will come along and do some voice tracking and things Wonderful. like that. So, so uh, yeah, that's the plan. Um, I don't expect it to be, you know, massive, you know, listenership because inter uh, internet radio is not like that. But if I do what I want to do, yeah. anyone that listens, I believe, will probably say, hey, that's pretty good, you know. Uh, I did a demo, which I've, which I'm running now online, and the amount of people came by and go, "Wow, what a, what a broad selection!" <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the way to do it because music, as you know, um, it, you know, is very broad, and uh, and and people can learn. Yeah. So, can we go and listen to your demo now? Is that possible? Um, uh, I, I think so. I think so. Okay. I'll give you a link to it. Yeah, give me the link. I'll put it in the, the notes here and let people go and give it a listen. Well, uh, you know, uh, for example, there's the usual stuff. 
yeah. you know, Sun in Share all the way yeah. through to, you know, Duran Duran. And then, and then there's a track which I play in the demo as a, what I call a wow track. Which sounds a bit weird. I actually have a, a you know, you know you, you schedule music. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so every couple of hours, there's what I call the wow box. And there's Pavarotti in there. Lovely. You know, and, uh, and Pavarotti singing with James Brown. Yeah. You know, and then there's a, a longer version of a good, you know, a Barry White song or a Duran Duran or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I don't just keep it to the last, you know, two or three minutes. Sometimes there's longer versions. Beautiful. Or live versions. Yeah, I'm into it. You I'm, know, I'm looking forward to hearing all this. And they don't do that, they, no. you know, on the radio. Three I'm, minutes, three minutes, yeah. fit into the ad breaks. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and the, the other thing that I did when we were doing these trial broadcasts, and, and the groups actually won licenses, uh, not just because of me, but, you know, as, a, as yeah. an effort of a group, is I, I don't like this, this where you, you know, quarter past the hour or whatever, there's an ad break. Yeah. I'd prefer to put the, drop an ad break in between songs. So, you know, because sometimes it's like TV. Yeah. If you're watching something and the ad comes on, what you do is you pick up the thing and you start flipping. Yeah. And if it's the same group, you often find that they're running the ads at the yeah, same they're time. All, they're all working on the same clock. Okay, exactly. The way I look at it is I think that an, ad, an advert or a commercial, as we call them, um, could blend in with the music and, and be more um, powerful rather than having four or three or four adverts all at once. Go, what was that about the, the, the shop sale? Yeah. And then they're on about, you know, takeaway food or something. Uh, and, uh, and so I, I think that if, if you were to do adverts, which I don't think I would be doing, that they should drop into the songs, mm -hmm. between the songs, so it has its own individual message. So it's got its own way, and it's not competing with a better produced advert. Yeah, exactly. You know, because some yeah. are done locally, some yeah, are done, yeah. you know, worldwide. Yeah. And so, uh, so I don't believe the advertiser, uh, although it won't be for me on this internet thing, gets the value that they should do. You know, and right. and then what you do is you get a production where um, there's a telephone number. Right. How on earth can you write the telephone number down? <laughs> what was that? Five, five, uh, 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 you know, yeah. what a complete waste of time. So I think to myself, if I'm going to do commercials, and I did this for a trial broadcast in the UK, is I actually dropped them into, um, in between songs. So there was never, you know, three minutes of ads yeah. every 15 minutes or whatever the timeline was. Um, they, they, they literally blended into the music. So the message was, you know, um, purely for their, that's their slot. And they're not competing with the, the other takeaway or yeah. the other car dealer that may be seeing the same advert yeah. block. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this well, is just me. Yeah, this could be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, mean, I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to take advertising, but if I was doing a commercial so how station... Do fund, how do you fund it, John, if you're not using advertising? Well, it's not It's not all that expensive, okay. you know, apart from the streaming and all yeah. the rest of it. But, you know, you buy the software. Uh, I, will, I, I have a software which I will, I will purchase. Uh -huh. um, so it's a hobby. Okay. You know, what would you so do... So you make it subscription for me to, if I want to listen to it? I pay no, it Just no, listen. No. Just tune in. No, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like this. If, if I was a, a, a golfer, yeah. you know, or I, or I went, you know, water skiing or everything, I would be paying 
part of my recreational okay. uh, costs for you right. know my fun, or I, you know went to the yeah. cinema every week. Right. So I, I, this this is my hobby. Okay. But if I was setting up a radio station from ground zero, I would put a policy in where it wasn't just targeted at one one uh, age group. It would be across the board, right? Because and it would it definitely, definitely wouldn't have these awful ad breaks. <laughs> they I just know, tune I, us off. They you, just tune you out. I mean, you. Well, you, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you know. I mean, I, at the end knows. of the days, uh, that uh, that the, they are. But if you put them in between tracks, yeah. although you know your presenter loses, you know that that talk time, yeah. um, you can blend it in, and the advertiser gets their sole attention right. he's not competing or with other three or four different you know furniture and food and you know holidays yeah. and all the rest of it where people are going what's this yeah what did that guy say yeah yeah exactly. so that's 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 the way i would do it oh, but yeah. it's um, gonna be know. interesting I'm but, really, but I, it's not my living it's just my yeah. fun so. which totally totally changes the way you do the a business and the way you yeah. set up something, uh, you know, it's, it's a hobby. You're going to have some fun doing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. People are going to tune in because it's fun. Yeah. And Hey, you know what? Maybe there, you, you, there's other ways. Maybe there's a way to, to attach a revenue stream to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe it's through sponsorship. Well, yeah. And, and I, I instantly, when I was thinking of what, what you're talking about, I was, I was thinking of Monocle 24, uh, great online radio station. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. comes out of Midori house in London. Yeah. I, you know, when I, I, I listen to Monocle instead of listening to things like BBC and other yeah. stuff, because it's just, it's got a little bit of an edge to it. Yeah, exactly. And, and they do have sponsors. Yeah. And, but it's done in, it's such a refined and elegant way. You know, it might be yeah. a sponsor of a show. It might be a little bit in between where they, they talk about something and it just weaves in just exactly like you're talking about. Exactly. It weaves in and it weaves out. Yeah. Because you, people, you have to, you have to do this subtle now. You, yeah. you cannot do it in people's faces. Yeah. And if you've got three or four ads all coming out once, they hit you with it. Uh, it's, it is the turnoff yeah. factor. Well, and, and the one that I, I was listening to one yesterday, it was about an hour and a half show. And I think there was one ad, maybe two. Hmm. all for the same it was all they were all hsbc right and they were talking about a very but it was and it so hsbc sponsored this that's thing. true and you know what i heard the H hsbc twice i just mentioned it to you it stuck it's stuck i can even tell you what they were talking exactly. about and i wasn't listening to it i was doing something else yeah but they were talking about hsbc and financial advising right and right. it wasn't your typical HSBC ad on, on typical radio. It was just a nice little thing. I heard it twice. I can remember, actually, now I can remember. I heard it twice in an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And it was maybe 25 seconds but long. But you remembered it. I remember. I just told it to you. Yeah, exactly. And, I, exactly. and what, what struck me was that was the only thing I heard. And yeah. I went, wow, that was kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I look at it. I, I believe, and of course, uh, being connected to commercial radio, although I was only doing it as a hobby, I would sit and do, you know, the overnights. Uh, yeah. And uh, the, I thought, oh, these ads are so, oh. <laughs> you know, there must be a better way to get the message across. And actually, when I did it, radio, I used to turn off the fader during the ads so that the ad break would be on and it would be off. Yeah. And then somebody would go, oh, did you hear that ad? Uh, actually, I wasn't no. listening to the ads. Yeah, no, I was pre prepping my next, uh, my next chat. Uh, and, and actually, I believe that the, the advertiser 
Uh, I wonder how there's any radio people listening. Oh, yeah, there uh, are. <laughs> uh, I believe that the advertiser gets better value. And when the salesman goes and says, yeah. listen, sir, you know, radio reaches more people and blah, 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 whatever they, the patter is. Uh, if you said to him, you've got exclusivity within that 30 seconds, yeah. you're not competing with exactly. the Rolls Royce or the Mercedes dealer or the, you know, the takeaway guy or whatever. You have got your time. And, you know, and people will listen to your advert that relates to, and like you said, with the HSBC thing then, you remember it. Yeah, when it, When there's a clutter, it doesn't work. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, commercial radio has to happen because he's paying the bills. Yeah. And you understand that, but I believe they've got it wrong. And no. although it's not my industry. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You, yeah. your, your industry is customer experience. Exactly from infrastructure right through to people. Yeah. And this is just another element of the application of what you do. You're quite right, because every guest is the most important guest. Yeah. And so going back to my real profession, <laughs> then I believe that every guest has to be dealt with and, and provided the service individually, you know, because everyone has their own yeah. thoughts and their quirks and the yeah. things that they like and don't like. Yeah. So going back to the radio, I believe an advertiser should be the same. Oh, yeah. And I think that is the big mistake, not only here, you know, uh, but everywhere yeah. where they, 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 they hammer it in your brain and it doesn't work because it's a clutter. Yeah. You know, and that's why I wanted to have a broader selection of music so that you weren't getting just you know, um, the top 20 yeah. smashed in your ears all the time that you had a, a you know, oh, yeah. my goodness, the Beach Boys, yeah. Yeah. you know, which which is completely different to, and, and, and younger people appreciate, and older people also appreciate new music. Well, you know, and it, it's, it's kind of like you'll be listening to things and you'll, you'll hear, you'll hear folks talking about, well, you know, Led Zeppelin. Okay, great. So yeah. what, but Led Zeppelin, all of those guys were doing stuff before Led Zeppelin. They were really young, but they had some side projects yeah, going. And, of course. And, you know, you, you, people will hear the words Paul Simon and say, well, hold on, he's in multiple bands. Yeah. And let's hear some of that earlier stuff, which you'd never hear any of that earlier stuff. And, and they don't, the, the problem is with the, with the people that are running radio, and, and, you know, I know quite a few, uh, um, you know, certainly in the UK anyway, um, they, they're trying to play safe because, yeah. you know, it's all about listenership. Well, sure. actually, I believe that if you did it a different way, you know, a, a, a twist on my way or, or your idea, um, you know, listeners would improve. And of course, since yeah. COVID, radio listenership has gone through the roof. Right. And podcast listenership. I'm looking yeah, at the numbers. Is, yeah. It's, it's, you know, online listening. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not commuting as much necessarily. Oh. We're not sitting in the car. We're not on the radio, and suddenly, and and you actually do the, do the thing. You and I are in a, in a unique situation. Yeah. We come from countries where people actually do turn on radios. Yeah, but yeah. you you do a poll, say in this part of the world with expats, and say how many people have a radio at home? No one, nobody, no one. They listen online. So yeah. if I'm going to go listen online, I can listen to my local online, and I might listen to that for some news or whatever. But for the rest of the day. Even the locals are are playing a menage of, of voice track stuff in some cases. Exactly. Why don't I listen to something else? Yeah, exactly. I can listen to the best out there. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a program called Radio Garden on my computer. I don't okay. know if you've heard of that yeah. one. And you can it's you can 
pick stations around the world, and I like doing that because I like to, I like to listen yeah. and see what people are doing. And there's one station I listen to, which is based in Kent, which is an uh, an oldie station, uh, supposedly. But they every now and again, they you think, goodness gracious me, that's from you know, you know, year two thousand or whatever. Yeah. Because what he does, he, he perks you up. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the mistake where, you know, stations get put into boxes and they go, yeah. okay, we're only going to target the youth or yeah. the old people or whatever. Well, we are all the same, yeah. you know. You got to start thinking differently. COVID yeah. does it again. It gives us an opportunity yeah. to reform and rethink. Yeah. Oh, man. John, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm putting this on pause here. We're going to come back. We're going to continue this conversation. We're going to meet again yeah, and do this. Two months. You yeah, said two sure. months are going to be up. Let's, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. so let's look after the summer. Yeah. Let's get back together. Let's talk. Absolutely. And let's learn what's going on. Of I, I really enjoyed this. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about, well, we started off talking about legend. We talked about China and uh, pandas. And, yeah, well, we, I know I want to hear the pan, more about the panda story yeah. as well. Oh, I love but, that. And, and just, you know, we can do a tour of China. That'll be fun. Mm. We've got lots to talk about, John. Mm. It's going to be great. Take care. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Catching Up. John Ellis joining me here in the podcast suite at the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai. Music by Arches Audio, www.archesaudio.com. Go and check them out. Thank you very much for listening. Share the podcast. We'll talk to you again real soon. So long for now.